things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. Fam, Chadi here. I am super excited that you are with me today for episode three. How did we get to episode three? I'm not quite sure. Um, if this is your first time uh, listening to I Cry in Corners, um, because I love lists and recaps, I'm going to give you a real quick uh, 10 peso version. So the first episode is all about what this whole I Cry in Corners things is about. It's, it's the what this is. It's a principle to push us forward. Pretty much. That's what I talked about. The second episode is all about what this isn't, which is an excuse for people to be emotional head cases because I tend at times to be an emotional head case. Yep. We're on a journey together. And my hope is that uh, we both leave different and inspired once the ending song plays. So yes, I even said for me, myself, I want to be inspired. And, um, well, so I, all this rehashing and all these life hacks and things that I'm doing and I'm giving you is actually reminding me that I just need to stop being so inward and introverted. So wins all around. That's what we're doing. First one, I talked about what this is. The second one, I talked about what this isn't. And so today, now that we know that we know where we stand, I sense we need to talk about a possible pitfall that will, um, maybe take you far from the safety of these corners, you know, um, it's a pitfall that if you don't, hmm, if you don't know about, you'll fall into fast. I'm talking about purpose, people. Some of you might call it your life goals, um, your dreams, uh, let's see, your calling, God's will for your life, etc. But let's jump right into what I truly believe can debunk the myth of what your purpose is. So if you'll let me, I just want to clear the view a little bit. Okay. So in my 30 plus years of life in ministry, this whole purpose thing has been something I've come to realize that everybody wants, everybody's seeking after, and um, most people really rarely find it. Yes, purpose. Everybody wants it. Everybody's seeking it. And most people actually don't even find it. And if they do find it, it's way later in life. But let's start with the first one. Everybody wants it. I think it's because purpose gives us significance. It gives us significance in a world that is so desperately trying to hijack it um, with false friendships, likes, empty dreams, goals, etc. I really believe that everybody wants it because everybody's searching for significance. And if I've learned anything, it's that people long to feel like they're part of something and like they matter. I understand this firsthand because in my desire to feel like my life was important, I chased a lot of things. Yep. I searched for God's call. I searched for God's will. I searched for my purpose. And in this fervor, um, in my early twenties, I lost my way. Like I lost it bad. I replaced his will with my gifts and my human dreams replaced his will. That's right. I replaced his call with my gifts and my dreams with his will. I'll explain that. Needless to say, along the journey, my desire to have this like significant purpose overshadowed his plan for me. I adapted and I morphed and um, I became what I thought people wanted me to be and what I thought I needed to be to hold a place of significance. And really my goal should have been transparency, which is where you find me today, standing in front of this microphone alone in my house, living out my purpose. So let me go back. I replaced his call with my gifts. 
See, I believe that learning his call and his will from your life is actually easy. It was easy for me to find after I chased a bunch of other stupid things. And so I'm going to tell you what these things are so that you're not like me replacing his call for your gifts and replacing your dreams with his will. Okay, here we go. Ready? So the call on your life, here we go. I know a lot of you are like, I need to find the call on my life. I'm just going to debunk this junk. I'm going to like, Hey, I'm going to tell you that Santa Claus isn't real. It's going to be kind of one of those type of things. I'm going to break down God's call on your life, God's will for your life and your purpose. And I just, I'm just going to give it to you point blank because I feel like if you know these things, you won't chase things that don't matter in the end. Okay. Here we go. The call in your life is to love God and love people. I said it briefly in the last episode and you might've missed it. Luke 10, 27 says, love the Lord God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. I love it because um, in the Hebrew, that strength, the very last one, it, it doesn't just mean like your, your strength, like muscles strength. It means like your very, everything that you are. The call on your life is to love with every bit of who you are. Love God, love people. The call on your life is not a ministry role or a job title either. Oh, people always like, oh, I'm called to do this or I'm called to do that. No, 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 no. You're called to love God and love people. And it has always been love that is calling you. God's will for your life. Okay, so if the, goal, if the call on your life is to love God and love people, then God's will for your life is even simpler because it's found in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. It says, rejoice always, pray continually, be grateful in every circumstance. This is God's will for your life. Yeah, it actually says that. See, God's desire for us is to be near to him. And through our nearness, we experience the peace and joy that is only found in his presence. So if the call in your life is to love God and love people, then his will is for you to be near to him. That's kind of cool. I love that. God, your will for my life is just to be near to you. That's awesome. So <laughs> I'm big on love languages and my love language is like, is like giving. I love to give gifts. Um, I love to, I love to bless people. There's something innately in me that I just want to bless people. And every, when I, every time I read this, I'm like, I guess God's love language is, is um, quality time. So he wants us to be near to him. So here's the nitty gritty. Here's the purpose for your life. The call is to love God and love people. His will for your life is to be near to him. But the purpose of your life, your life's purpose, what the deep within you is calling out to the deep of eternity is to live out love. Yep, I know. That's not like super uh, glamorous or at least not compared to what you may have thought your purpose in life was. Your purpose is to live out love. See, this enables you to be the salt and light in a broken world. Side note, your gifts were given to you to enhance this truth, not to take its place. Your gifts were given to you to enhance the truth that you're meant to live out love, not take its place. I remember when I was in my early 20s, something happened where we had to leave the church we were at to uh, start a new journey. And um, I was on staff at this church and I was leading worship at this church. And so that meant us leaving would mean I was no longer a worship leader. And see, I, I didn't know what to do outside of me being a worship leader. I remember sitting at my piano in my tiny apartment, bawling my eyes out, like ugly Claire Danes crying from Romeo and Juliet, ugly crying. And I remember saying, praying, God, what am I if I am not a worship leader? What am I? What am I? Like, if I don't do this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the call of my life. This is my purpose. What am I doing? And God immediately reminded me that of that thing I just said to you, your gift was given to you to enhance the truth, not to take its place. See, I had found my identity. I had found my purpose in my gift and instead of the gift giver. The entire world is in this uproar for identity. And it reminded me of this as I was 
working through this podcast that the entire world is in this uproar for their identity and finding out who they are. And so they make their search for their identity and their fight for identity or their claim for it, their purpose. But that's not the truth. The truth is you are God's. And see, that was the thing that he told me in that moment where I was crying my eyes. I was like, God, what am I? What do I do? He was like, you're mine. The truth is you're his created in the image of the almighty God, the God who spoke the light in the universes into place. You are his and you are called and purposed to live out love. And if love, love rooted in Jesus Christ, is found is the foundation of who you are, if it's the foundation of what you're standing on, then the world, no matter what they've allowed their foundation to be, whether it is fluid or dark or different, you know that you're just called, it's just an opportunity to live out love. And this is your truth. That's, if you know this, if you know this in the deepness of who you are, you won't let your gifts lead you or your dream become your sole desire. See, your gifting set or your dreams are meant to put you in the room. It's just meant to get you in there so that you can be love. It's not meant to keep you there. And now that you know this, maybe you can stop doing what everyone else in the world is doing. I said this at the beginning that everyone wants it and everyone is seeking after it. But if you know that you're meant to just be love, to live out love, to be a reflection of love, maybe you won't be one of those people that all you ever do is just seek out the next, seek out the dream, seek out the this, seek out the that. You know, if you choose to embrace love and the call to love, all that other stuff will just melt away. Chadi, are you saying that I shouldn't try to achieve my goals? No, do you, boo-boo. I want you to be awesome. God wants you to be successful. God wants you to be blessed. But the reality is, is your goal is great. Just like I said last week, feelings are good, but they're not God. Goals are great, but they're not God. They shouldn't be the God of your world, the God of your life. I have so many goals in my life, so many things I want to do, but they never take precedence over what God is doing. Because that's way more important to me. And I know if I'm aligned to what God is doing, which is, again, remember when I talked about, I don't know if you guys heard the last one when I talked about discretion and discernment. I want to be so in tune with what God is doing that I so know what I'm doing so that all I got to do is love people. Because what happens is if you don't know that you're supposed to be loving people, you'll do nothing but search out purpose. But you, my friend, you already know that your purpose is to love God and love people right here, right now right where you are. That's right. Your purpose is here and now. It's not a destination. It's not something you have to go attain. It's not something you have to chase. Remove yourself from the rat race today, my friend. Your purpose is here. Your purpose is to be love in your job, to your boss, to your family, to whoever's there. Look, I'm, I'm going to say something that I feel is very, very important because it changed the way that I perceived uh, lofty goals, uh, because I was always trying to achieve something and, and I became very successful at it. And I, it, whether it was my career or whether it was uh, a platform or whatever it was, I remember in my twenties, I got so good at those mountaintop moments, man. I peaked and peaked and peaked and peaked, but I never thrived. Yes. If you're not rooted in love, then you, then love will never become your goal and your life will become this peak to peak, mountaintop moment to mountaintop moment. But gosh, you were never meant to peak. You were meant to thrive. I can't remember which mountain death story movie I was watching, but, um, I was watching it and the, and this team that was going up the mountain, they passed this, this, this point of no return. And one of the characters called it a dead zone. 
um, I don't climb mountains, but um, I'm just basing this on the movie that I saw, but it said the place of no return was a place where like the higher you go, the less oxygen there is. And actually the higher you go, the more the mountain was actually killing you. Okay, so it's no surprise to anyone that I'm never going to climb a mountain. One, I don't have the cardio for that, but two, I'm not into all those like almost dying things, but the movie totally solidified that. Anyways, as I I sat there watching the movie, I told babes, I said, golly, why on earth would I want to put myself in a situation that was killing me? And as quickly as I said that, I felt the Holy Spirit whisper for perspective, Chadi, you climb mountains. I put you on mountains for you to die daily and to build perspective. See, God wants us to be successful. God wants us to have goals. God wants us to have dreams, but we're meant to die daily to all of our selfishness and really just build perspective so that we can totally be filters for God's love. That's the perspective that I'm trying to help you find today. That's what I believe that if you don't have this perspective, you'll find yourself crying in a lonely corner instead of really using that corner to pull yourself together and be self-aware. Yeah, perspective is everything. And that's pretty much what I'm trying to download you to this. And this whole episode is all about that. It's all about perspective. I'm trying to download this this to you because perspective, if you get this God-sized love filter in your job, in your homes, in your relationship, in your life in general, it will change everything. Because you were never meant to just peak on successful mountain tops. You were meant to live out love in such a way that you thrive in every type of location. Uh, there's this guy in the Bible, his name's Daniel. And um, Daniel is famous for um, being in a lion's den and um, surviving it. So if you guys don't know the story, it's 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 a super famous story. They tell it in Sunday school, but he was an older a man and he was very, very wise and, and God used his life and um, and he thrived. It was like this really famous story that he survived the lion's den. and But he was super old when that happened. Like, Daniel, Daniel didn't like, he was an exile. He was a kid that when he was, he he was from noble background and God had literally, he was an exile. So they went and they got him, the people of Babylon, and they took his people. And, and, and so here, here's this kid. He has now no family. He's about to be enslaved. He was like making decisions along that road, even then to choose love So by the time he was 80 years old, he was kicking butt and taking names. Like he didn't just thrive in the lion's den. He thrived in every sense of his life. And so I always look at this story when I think about purpose and I think about perspective because that dude thrived in his life. He didn't, he didn't peak. Like even after the lion's den thing, he totally went on to serve another king in Babylon and like his whole life, his whole life was just like epicness to epicness to epicness, but he followed God in the midst of all of it. Mountaintop moments are meant for perspective, guys. Just like Daniel, he got perspective and then he blessed people. And God wants you there to gain perspective and then head down to the valley where the people are. Look, I'm a super, super, super introvert. Um, I've had really weird things happen to me with people. I'm like a, um, I like to say I'm a, um, I'm a magnet for people that want to say weird things and then they come tell me. Um, and uh, so... <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to tell you guys stories about these things because nobody will believe me. Um, but God has still called me to love people and to be in the valley with people. And even though I'm an introvert, that doesn't make me um, less called to love people and less called to be around people. You know, the people God has for you and people had th- that God has for me, 
They're in the valley. They're in the muck and the mire of the valley. They're not in the successful mountaintops. God wants you there for perspective, but the valley is really where we live. And I think it's um, I think it was Holly Wagner. She's the one of the pastors uh, or like lead pastor of Oasis Church in Los Angeles. I love her. Um, I heard her speak a couple years ago, and um, she said that fruit only grows in the valley. And I remember being so just like, oh my God, that is so gangster. Fruit only grows in the valley because I was so focused on the mountaintops in that season of my life that I forgot the valley. But see, God has fruit for your life. God has things he wants to cultivate within you, but he only can do it in the valley. Yep. So gain perspective, but head down to the valley because that's where the people are. That's right. The people God has for you are there. And this whole fruit is in the valley changed my perspective. See, mountaintops are awesome. awesome. They're, um, they're there for perspective, but God called me to be amongst the people and Jesus was amongst the people. And I want to be like Jesus, just loving God and people. And that after all is the goal. And if you use your gifting sets to chase purpose on a mountaintop, at the end of your life, all you will have are accolades. But if you choose to love God and love people here and now, and that's your purpose, and you, all of a sudden you'll start thriving in every aspect of life, valleys, mountains, awkward water excursions, epic mountaintops, whatever, you'll have built an actual legacy that only if, that doesn't just affect the temporal, but it affects eternity. See, what happens is there was that season in my 20s where all I wanted to do was live out my purpose and do it through my gifting set, and I was gaining accolade after accolade after accolade, but at the end of my life, I wouldn't have had a legacy. I would have just had accolades. What, I don't want to leave um, accolades for people when I'm gone. I want to I I leave a legacy that said I impacted eternity. I want to leave a legacy that said I loved God. That's all I want people to say. I forgot what it was. It was a quote I read somewhere that, um, I can't remember who said it. I'll have to Google it. And, but it was like, I want to live my life. I want to exhaust my life. And at the end of my life, the only thing I want to say is that I, I loved God. I totally messed that up, but you know, you get the gist and that's all I ever want for my life. Um, so babes and I, um, a couple years ago found out, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but it pertains. So I'm going to share it we found out a couple years ago that we couldn't have kids. And so I'll be 37 in a month. And that really broke my heart when I, when I, I had just turned 30. I mean, I was a wreck. It wrecked me. And I remember saying to myself, well, God, what is my legacy going to look like? What's my fruit going to look like? God, what's my purpose now? Because I'm a woman and my purpose should be motherhood. And some of you are out there right now and maybe you thought your purpose was going to be one thing and you had these dreams and these lofty things and now you're looking at your life and you're like, what am I going to be now if I can't be that? But I think your perspective should change because for me, I don't look at motherhood as something that I conceive in the flesh. I look at motherhood as something that God is producing within me in the spirit. See, motherhood to me is not having kids. Motherhood to me is being a woman that is nurturing. And so I love everyone I, that I meet. I, I ask them to make good choices. I, um, I, 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 try to, I try to be a mother to people and not mother them, but be a mother so some of you might have dreams that may not look like how you thought, but I truly believe that God has um, such a different perspective. Maybe he wants you to see that maybe you're still going to be able to be those things or become those things, but your purpose has to be love. See, the world might have told me that I was barren, but God told me that fruit is in the valley. And so guess what? I'm still bearing fruit. Whatever it is for you that you think your purpose is, if you love God and love people, whatever that is, it will come out in it. I don't know if that made sense, if sharing that made sense, but it made sense in my head. If your gifting set chases you, causes you to chase something that is not God, if your dream chases you to ch gets you to chase anything that's not God, 
then it's not the right purpose for you. It's not the right calling for you. It's not God's will for you. I remember when I first found out that we couldn't have kids, I remember thinking, oh God, now I have to chase everything I can for us to be able to have kids. And it took my perspective away from God. It took my perspective away. And all of a sudden I began to battle this thing called infertility instead of even like, it wasn't the truth of my life. I'm not battling infertility. I'm not in a battle. I live in a place from victory. And so it began to change my perspective that God, I'm not battling anything. I just need to focus on you. Chadi, I thought this was a creative um, podcast and you were going to talk about leadership. Look, if you have things that go on in your life that are hard and ugly and brutal and you don't know how to deal with them, it will affect your creativity and it will affect your leadership. And I don't want it to affect your leadership. Uh, If you don't realize that life is messy and ugly and hard and and you don't embrace it and learn how to be self-aware and learn how to pull yourself together and learn to see love as the perspective, you'll fail at this whole leadership thing. And you know how I said your call uh, is to love God and love people? It's because really leadership is just serving people. Leadership is just giving of yourself, being vulnerable, being transparent. Oh, dude, you should know how much I loathe sharing with people about babes and I and our, and our battle with infertility because I don't consider myself in any battle. I hate that when people are like, oh, are you battling infertility? No, man, my life is freaking awesome. Awesome sauce. Just because you're an orange tree doesn't mean I'm not bearing fruit. I might be an apple tree. And you know what? You might have dreams that might not have turned out the way that you wanted, but God still has called you to bear fruit. He still called you to love people. He's still calling you to move you forward. And just because it's not what you want doesn't mean it's not what you need. And God knows what you need. Why are you so intense right now, Chadi? I don't know. Maybe it's all a Sudafed I'm on because I've been sick for three weeks. I don't know. I just really want you to get this because purpose, if you don't understand the root behind it, that is love, you will chase the stupidest stuff your whole life. And it won't matter in the end. It won't matter in the end. So let me try to wrap this up. This super weird episode. The call on your life is to love God and love people. It's easy. Just do it. Just love God and love people. Let that be your filter for everything. That's what God's calling you to. God's will for your life is to rejoice, always pray, continually be grateful in every circumstance. Just be a thankful person. Seek God. In essence, he wants you to draw near to him. And if you draw near to him, your life will exude love. It'll be so, so easy. The purpose on your life, the thing that God has created you to be, the guy who spit solar systems into place is calling you to live out love. That's right. Live out love. Yep. If you live out love, then what happens is, and it enables you to be the salt and light in the broken world. And that my friends is life goals. And that's what you're here for, right? To find out some life hacks to get your life moving forward. Yep. That's the goal. So you're loved. You're awesome. God has a plan for your life. And that plan means just, you just got to love people. I know it sounds super easy, but I promise you it is. So anyways, hey, if you're not following me on Instagram or um, Facebook or any of those other things that I'm too old to realize how to work correctly, um, please do so. Oh, also, if you could please leave me a review, that helps a lot. And uh, make sure you're following Creative Church as I love them and I'm part of their network. So thank you again for tuning in. Um, I really pray this blesses you and that it pushes you forward and that you have an amazing week kicking butt, taking names, loving people for Jesus. All right, that's it. Love you, weirdos. Talk to you soon.